Oh, now I haven't been. Yeah, we haven't been recording at all. <laughs> yeah, those are practice. Right? Well, at least I'm like least. looking at the button. I'm going. That doesn't. Wait a minute. That doesn't look right. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna start the music over again. We'll do it. And the we're condensed gonna, version, just slightly. Yeah, we can. Well, that'll get, you've got a little more information now, so you can ask some questions, and I can give some shorter answers. Now it's gonna be really good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. We're gonna do this again. Welcome to the GMS Podcast, brought to you by GMS Distribution. GMS specializes in temporary portable power distribution equipment for the restoration contractor. I am your host and owner of GMS, Jared Steer, and today I will be talking to my friends. And we are live. I am your host, Jared Steer, and I am in Bront, Texas. With and I'm here with Bob Frazee and his son Justin Frazee. And I'm gonna, guys, I'm gonna start this off with being completely honest. We just talked for about 10 minutes and I didn't have, I, I never pushed the record button. <laughs> so, so just, just so everyone's caught up to speed with what, what's been going on. Um, we did a, we did about a 10 minutes of a podcast. I looked down to see how much time had gone by, and I saw that zero time had gone by because I never pushed the record button. So we're <laughs> going to try. We're going to do this again, but I think we're all warmed up now. Oh, we're yeah. ready to go. Much Absolutely. more comfortable. <laughs> Bob, go ahead and kick us off. Go ahead and uh, give us a little introduction, some background on you. Well, I'll try to remember what I said. While <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> uh, I'm Bob Frazee. I'm the owner of uh, Service Master by Texas Best, or the long version is Service Master Restoration and Cleaning by Texas Best. Uh, started in the business in 95, and uh, I was an independent contractor. Had a company named Texas Best Deflooding. And then about 2012, we were, well, actually, they about 2010, Service Master started chasing us down to try to get us to convert and purchased one of the franchises, and we finally did that in uh, March of twelve, I guess. Okay, so you've been you've been on the under the service master name for about seven years. Correct. Okay, cool. Justin, all right. Uh, I'm Justin Frazee. Bob's my dad. Um, I've been doing the restoration stuff for from the day that I could. Either drive a truck or pick up a tool or so carry an air up, mover. Carry a fan, yeah. <laughs> carry air mover. Um, uh, worked as Texas Best all through high school, um, college, and when we made the transition to Service Master. Um, after going to college, I ended up getting on the fire department in San Angelo, and I've been working. I'm a firefighter paramedic in San Angelo for the past ten years, and then. Like we were talking about earlier, family business, you're you're always part of the team. Right. Yeah. No, that's, and that makes sense. I know I grew up in a, a family business. You know, my dad has an electrical company and yeah, I was, as soon as I could turn a screwdriver and know that black goes to gold and white goes to silver, that was, yeah, <laughs> it was time for me to get out in the field and start working. No wonder it's so easy to be an electrician. That's it right there. That's the whole secret to it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like you said, the, so the service master of the business is in San Angelo. Correct. We're in Bront. What's right. the what's the distance between those two places? It's thirty five miles, roughly. Yeah, thirty five miles is a yeah roughly hour away. Mm-hmm. 
I can, I can be to from our gate here at the place to my house in, in 50 minutes, basically. Okay. So it's about an hour drive. So, yeah, so where we're, where we're spending our time tonight, um, well, I guess I, I came down here to do some training with uh, with the service master guys, with Bob's guys uh, and Justin's guys tomorrow. Uh, you guys just recently got one of our generator systems. We built it for, for the generator. We're going to do some training on that tomorrow. But for tonight, we decided to meet up, have a little guide time, have a little fun time, and we are at what is called The Place, which is a a – a hunt barn is the is the hunt barn, <laughs> and uh, Bob, I'm going to ask you ask you again to tell us what tell us what the place is for you. Tell us what the place is for your family. The place is a gathering place. It's really just a place to kind of come and get away. We purchased the place probably in thirteen, fourteen, somewhere around that. Uh, we bought 180 acres, and it's just a place for us to come and go hunt we've been on deer leases before you know but every time yeah. you turn around somebody either wants to up the lease price or rent it to somebody else or whatever so we decided well we're gonna buy our own place it was time to get your place yeah and now we got the we have the hunt barn which when you explained it to me over the funks you were like i don't know if you want to stay here it's just a <laughs> it's just a hunt barn and i was like no i'm fine i was imagining something way worse than what we're in right now <laughs> that's what what i was imagining was like you could see like through the through the boards on the walls right to the outside or something like that um you know maybe even a dirt floor i was going to be fine with it and this is this is not that this is this is nice this is a nice this is a nice place well this is my hotel room this is where i, I can come and hide and uh, i can close the barn doors and I can take a nap at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> it is what well, it says. You've got the the kitchen. You've got the a bathroom, uh, like a little living room set up. We've got the bed. It's all open. It's very very cool. Um, and then my favorite out the end of the out the end of the room are two sliding doors that lead to shooting windows. Correct. And outside of the shooting windows, now this is. We're, we're hunting right now. I think that's important for everyone to know. We're at the hunt cabin. We're recording this podcast, but we are hunting. Absolutely. Justin, if you can explain what, the, what, is this, what is this process? What are we doing right now? What are we trying to, what are we trying, what's our goal? So we, from day to day, have wild pigs, hogs show up, and uh, we have a creek that cuts our place in half, and those pigs are here. Whenever they want to be, they pretty much go up and up and down. And uh, but most of the time, they come in, check the feeders out at nighttime. They've, uh, like he was saying earlier, they've gotten nocturnal mostly because of deer season, and I think they get shot at enough. But yeah, this is our our place to. We are hunting. You're sitting on the couch hunting. <laughs> mm -hmm. with, you know, it's 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 pretty rough, but uh, it's it's our place to come out. Might be able to shoot a gun, shoot a pig, and enjoy the hunt, or sit around and just enjoy some yeah, conversation enjoy company. And, and some quiet. There's no phones ringing. There's pretty much pretty easy living right here. Yeah, no, this is this is great. And on the and on the outside, on the other side of the shooting windows, on the outside, we have some feeders set up, and then there's a green light that's on the feeders. So that's we're waiting. Basically, we're just waiting. We're checking feeders and seeing 
if pigs are there, we'll we'll take a shot. Um, but that's kind of kind of the process right now. Yeah, we you know we keep we take five gallon buckets and have soured corn, soured wheat, soured maize uh, for the pigs to kind of help bring them in, and um, we put it out underneath those green lights. And normally when they you know when they show up, there may be it's basically you know zero to a hundred you you could end up with 30 or 40 pigs 50 yards away right there right all piled underneath that that green light right outside but now what is it with the green light can they not see green or they don't care about green or so is there any science behind it or you have like green's bob's favorite color (laughs) (laughs) no no green is not if if i could have a yellow light Uh we don't want to go we're not going there that's that's not this podcast no the uh the the green supposedly as far as pigs go you know you use red lights when you're hunting varmints fox bobcats stuff like that okay for hogs or pigs the green light does not seem to bother them whatsoever they they come in and it does you know as bright as those lights are you would think it would mess with them confuse them and and it doesn't they they'll come stand right there and it gives you just enough just enough light to See what you you're see what's at. going on. Yeah. yeah. Now, is that kind of, is that pretty common? I mean, like, I know the red light for varmint. Is that pretty common with everyone in the area, green light for pigs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. That's, so it's just a. There is some tech, you know, some scientific stuff behind it as far as, uh, uh, let's say YouTube. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Most <laughs> people, that's what they tell you. <laughs> what to Google it. Yeah. Green light was available when I made the purchase. So <laughs> it was in stock. It was in stock. <laughs> So, so that's, that kind of, yeah, that sets the stage up for where we're at right now. And, and that we're just, we're just hanging out. Um, opened a bottle of whiskey. We did shout out to Woodenville in Washington, uh, just outside Seattle. We, uh, brought, brought a bottle of, of their whiskey down here, which I really enjoy. It's a, it's a good whiskey. Um, but you can only get it in Washington. So that's why it's whenever I kind of travel somewhere, that's one of the gifts I like to like to bring from from my neck of the woods up in up in Seattle, but yes, yeah, so we're we're here at the hunt cabin. But you know, Bob, with uh, with you being in the business for twenty five years, and um, and I know a lot of this a lot of this you already answered ten minutes ago. But we're sure. gonna we'll go ahead and go through it again. Um, you know, kind of kind of get us. I thought it was interesting how you actually got started. You know, uh, so if you could, if you can kind of tell that story again, tell us how you got started, and then uh, and we'll go from there. Well, there's uh, my brother-in-law was getting ready to. He was a hunting guide. It was hunting season was coming up. He wanted to get out of the business and move it to New Mexico, and uh, I believe it was May or June of '95. A hailstorm blew through. We were barbecuing chicken over in Bront and San Angelo just got blasted. So whenever that happened, the phone started ringing and he said, I need some help. So I agreed to go help him. So we worked over there for a couple of weeks on uh, a lot of hail claims and broken windows. So it was a big, I guess a big storm that came big, through. Big storm. Big okay. Storm. Yeah. And uh, right after that, he said, hey, I'm done. If you want it, here's the phone number. <laughs> and I was still in the insurance business, you know, so I was still going back and forth to Middle and Odessa and San Angelo and all the surrounding area. And uh, and so I just started transitioning into that because 
I was scheduled to go get my insurance adjuster's license in Dallas. Okay. When the storm hit. So I was helping him, so I canceled that. And then thought, well, I'll go get that later. Well, here we are. I still don't have an adjuster's license. <laughs> 25 years later, have got that done later. yet? Yeah, hadn't, got, hadn't quite got that yet. <laughs> and then, Justin, as you're coming up, when did, it, when did you graduate high school, or when did you really become involved in the company? I'm sure, you know, like as soon as you could carry an air mover, you know, <laughs> and at what age is that? But then when did you really start getting involved with things? Yeah, I'd say, you know, like he was – Talking about earlier, when when he first started, from what I can remember, you know, we were yeah. I was in the second or third grade when we moved to Bront, which was kind of the start of Texas best as I know it. Okay, and uh, he had high school kids that had worked with him every day, you know, after school weekends. That's that was that was the guys that helped. It was my dad and those guys, which all ended up being like older brothers to me, you know, so okay. that, that goes into a whole different type of stories. <laughs> um, luckily I had a little bit of size on my side later on in life, but, um, so from ju- probably junior high time to, and, and obviously through high school, that was where, that was what you did. You know, I, uh, was fortunate enough to be able to watch the business grow and, and to get the mindset around, the business lifestyle early on that some people may not see happen. And uh, you kind of got to look behind the scenes and you had to watch it grow. Yeah. So I, you know, you, you see what it takes to, to actually do a full business. And so I all through high school worked with them and college, you know, I worked, if I wasn't in class and there was carpets to be cleaned or water damages came in and that, you know, you were you were there. That was what we did. That was what brought everything. You know, all the fun stuff. You had to do this first, and so right. Um, so I've been doing it, and then of course later on, live after college, I ended up getting into the fire department stuff. And so I'm not near as involved now as I used to be. I try to be, but I got a three year old little boy that says otherwise right? <laughs> on my days off. So you so. got yeah, you got your family starting, and then how many? You're full time with the fire department now. Yes, sir. I'm a, I'm a full-time firefighter paramedic with the San Angelo Fire Department for 10 years, a little over 10 years now. So. Okay. So very cool. So so still involved to a point, but mm-hmm. your I, main your main your main gig that you have going on right now is the firefighter paramedic. Yeah, that you know that that's like my main my main job, but obviously every every day whether it's a phone call with my dad or brother, you know, brother-in-law, you're still involved as much as much as can be. Uh, yeah. Well, and I know, I know even when we were scheduling the training, we had to wait, you know, we were waiting for you to have a day off for me to come in so that you could be involved in that. So, so I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I know my limitations. It's one of those deals. If I'm not there every day, I sh- I'm trying not to put myself into those guys that do it every day need to be a majority part of, how the day-to-day operations run and I will fit in where I can. Yeah. Uh, I do say most of the time I like the, the, the big commercial jobs. Okay. Where we do, that's kind of my, that's what you enjoy. I try to fit myself in. It's easier for me to fit myself in to those big jobs. Cause I've been doing it long enough, you know, larger scale. We've got to get from point A to point B as 
in a timely fashion and get, yeah. make sure that things are done. That's where so, you have the biggest impact. Absolutely. That, Very or, cool. That's why I try. That's kind of where my bread and butter or what I try to stick with the yeah. most. And uh, my brother-in-law, Kevin, I mean, he's got the day-to-day stuff pretty much for the last 10 years. 2002, yeah. as soon as he got out of Iraq. Yeah, he's he, pretty much taken over the day-to-day operations, and he run, runs it smooth, and I'm not going to interrupt that. Yeah, no, I got you. So, so your brother-in-law, so it's the second generation is – is coming up into the into the company as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Kevin is my operations manager. He's the one that uh, him and Katie got married, and when he was in the Marine Corps, and as soon as he got out of the Marines, I mean, he come right out of Iraq back to San Angelo, Texas, and uh, went to work for me. And okay. At that point, it made it a lot easier for me because I went from probably nineteen ninety five to. I would say 2004 before I I was on every carpet cleaning job and every water loss, fire loss, every one of them. Yeah, and I definitely wanted to touch on that again because I thought that was really interesting. That So you started the business or, or took it over in 95 but are still in the truck, physically on the job, walking through every door, talking to customers for the next 10 years – as the owner, your your owner operator in the business, right. running it, running Absolutely. the day running the day to day operations, every facet. I mean, there. I mean, if I didn't, if a job came in and the part time guys I had that were working for me, I mean, if it came in at nine o'clock in the morning, well, that leaves me to go do it. Different, you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Not a lot of options there. Yeah, there's not a lot of options, you know. So then Kevin comes on, that starts to free you up. And now, see, we're already, so we're almost 10 years or we're at 10 years into the business. So to come to date from 10 years to now, Kevin's still, Kevin's still involved. Um, and that's probably when you were getting more involved too, was during that time, so correct? I, yes, I graduated high school in 2005. And so from Kevin being around 2003, I was, I was in high school. That was pretty much... You know, after school, me and Kale, one of the guys that had worked for my dad for he ended, you know, ten years. Yeah, we were. He'd pick me up almost from school or meet me at the house, and we'd come to San Angelo and go clean carpet or do the day to day stuff. And then, because well, at this time the the company is still in Bront, mm-hmm. correct? Yes, sir. Everybody, yeah. we were still based out of Bront uh, until technically two thousand and two thousand ten. Ten. Um, okay. Uh, now, Kevin. When they moved in, they, whenever he came out of the Marines, they moved back to San Angelo. So, actually, he was kind of he was closer than I was on those San Angelo claims. Of course, a lot of our work was going to. I'm going to call him a floater. He was a San Angelo <laughs> floater. That's yeah. good. He had a truck and a trailer, and he was over. You know, he's 30 minutes ahead of everybody. You know, he, basically, yeah. he was my first responder. Okay. <laughs> Uh, That's a better word than floater. <laughs> he was my first, first responder. responder. Yeah, there you go. Two thousand. No. Yeah, in 2005 is when I graduated high school, went to college, and I was over there uh, going to school and helping out as much as, as right. I could. And then until 2009 when I went on the fire department. And, you know, I, I'm still there. If they know if if, it, if need be, I'm a phone call away. Sure. Uh, 
just like I said, a little harder now with the with the kiddo, but <laughs> most of the time I'm still around. Well, I should and I should say this with the kiddo, my kiddo turned 18 today. Wow. wow. Yeah, so it's so we're recording we're recording this January 30th. Carson, happy birthday, love you, bro. Uh, <laughs> my kiddo's 18. Yeah. Wow. Turned 18 today. So, um side side subject. Anyway, um <laughs> well, he needs to learn the uh, the white and black and the gold and silver. Not from you, because that's back, already... Cause you're that's already, already way off. I think I caught on to that one. <laughs> See? It's, that, it's black and gold and white and silver? That's it. But See, I'm dyslexic, got, so that makes it... <laughs> dyslexic. Okay. Dyslexic. opposite day, so it makes it... It's good. I've been dyslexic all my life, so that works. <laughs> you and me both, so it's... Well, you got a better memory now. now. <laughs> it's my youthful age. So we're coming up, we're, we're 10 years in, what's the next, kind of what's the next 10 years look like? So now you're, you're out of the daily operations, where's, where's your focus now? Where is your time being spent and, and where, where is the business going? Uh, I'm not in the office, you know, from 8 to 5 anymore, mm-hmm. you know, or midnight or whatever. If a large commercial loss comes in, it doesn't matter when I'm on, Yeah, you know, so I'm still heavily involved in the large the large losses yeah. uh but for most of the the day-to-day stuff kevin we've got we've got some good project managers and you know those guys are able to take care of most of the residential stuff that comes and goes okay every day so it's only got a good staff so you buy the service master territory uh your service master now do you do you add any new um services or are you still pretty much doing the exact same thing that you were doing before as Texas Best? We were doing the same thing. I mean, we were always a water damage company. Uh, the The biggest thing that we found with Service Master, and this is just a change in the insurance industry itself, is the documentation. You know, the, okay. the daily documentation on the claims. Uh, the insurance companies, when I first started out, I mean, they would call me from Dallas and say, hey, Bob, I've got a water claim in San Angelo. Can you go do it? And sure, we'd go over there and do it. You know, and then uh, they started the preferred vendor programs. And they, at first, I think a lot of the adjusters were fighting the preferred vendor program. You know, when, when about when was this? When was this happening? I'm trying to remember exactly what year it was, but it was probably somewhere around 2003, okay, maybe, and and it could be a little before, or a little after that. Sure. But, uh, but you've been working for a while. You've had yeah. five years at least. Yeah. And anyway, the preferred vendor program started in, and what was happening is we had a significant uh, run with State Farm and farmers and. Uh, <clears throat> then they started going to the preferred vendor program. So we started seeing some of that loss, like, where's this going, you know? Uh, so help me out. I'm, I'm a dummy. The preferred vendor program, what is, what is, what, what are we talking about there? So we're saying that you were doing the work for insurance companies, then insurance companies started doing preferred vendor programs, and then that work was was not being given to you anymore, right. or you they, weren't getting it? I think they initially started with a bunch of third-party administrators, you know, people coming and trying to, uh, we want to handle all the claims through alacrity for uh, Allstate, you know. Uh, contractor Connection wants to handle the USAA claims and, 
and different ones. But each one of these companies would start talking to these insurance carriers about we will supply you with qualified vendors. You know, they'll have background checks. They'll we'll do financials. We'll do all these things. I and, see. Okay. And we want to make sure you're going to have the best of the best that are going to be out here working on your claims. And they're going to do it on a timely basis, and they're going to document it the way you want it done. So it's kind of a third-party sales and now third-party association, if you want the work. Right. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for explaining it. So, so you see that you see them start moving to the preferred vendor programs. How do you how do you adjust to that? Well, I mean, at at that point, we were still able to. I mean, we still had our contacts. We still had our relationships. So we were able to do. A, we still did a lot of work. Okay. You know, uh, but once we noticed that they really started pushing those vendors. That's whenever Service Master actually started chasing us down because they were trying to get a vendor in San Angelo. And they kept... I and, see. And the farmers and State Farm and those guys were saying, well, we have done business with this guy. If you want one, this is one to go get. And so St- Service Master chased us down for a couple of years before they finally convinced me to get with the program and... It's all hindsight from there. Yeah, I was going to say, kind of jumping back onto the timeline type of yeah, deal yeah. from, you know, when, when Kevin was in San Angelo, he'd kind of taken over a lot. I was going to college. You know, I feel like we had plenty of work but for us, you know, and, and we had a few guys, part-time employees, and, and day-to-day stuff was all the same. And then about the time they moved to San Angelo – 2010, 2010, it was kind of one of those. All right, yeah, because in 2010, you go from Bront, you move to San Angelo because that's where the majority of the work is anyway. Right. Okay. And, uh, yeah, me and my sister and brother-in-law are already over in San Angelo. So when mom and dad moved over, we, you know, from my memory, it was kind of one of those, okay, where do we go from here? Do we grow? You know, do we do we start going forward and, you know, growing, adding? Right employees and equipment and doing larger scale stuff or do we kind of maintain and do what we can do the you know the three of us plus a handful of of help here and there right and uh once i don't know how it all came about but once it said grow we grew and uh i think the service master thing helped when we did go service master as far as for the connections Mainly for like my brother-in-law and them, you know, he has somebody to help with information, you know, that he couldn't necessarily always have, you know, my dad right there to have give him that information. And and then in today's day, our other guys, other employees, they have a place they can go to help to get help, whether it's with a claim or chemicals or any. It's a lot of resources. Yeah, it's a lot of resources. resources. Well, that was going to be my next question too. So, how is how has Service Master helped? I mean, did it did it go exactly the way you thought it would? Not or, at first, not at first. But I mean, as an independent contractor, that says it all. Independent, you you've got. I mean, the biggest thing is they have the SLAs that you have to be compliant with all these different things, and you've got all these goals that you have to meet, and 
and whatever. And and really, it's a great structure, honestly. I mean, yeah. uh, once you kind of get into it, then you realize that, yeah, this is, I mean, if you have a question about something, there's a resource to go to that. If you have a question about a chemical or a product or a process, there's somebody that you can talk to. Um and you know the so, so, so support is there, you know. But at first, you know, being independent, well, I mean, I got this; it ain't a big deal, you know. But, yeah. But now, I, when I whenever I initially did it, I was looking for more help commercially, you know, because I mean, residential, <clears throat> no big deal. We do that all the time. Okay. But I really was looking for that assistance in the commercial part, and one of the things that they talked about was the network of people that if you get something big, we can have people here tomorrow and we can handle those big losses. Sure. I want the other service masters that are, that are around. They can bring, you can bring in now. How do they, is it just local service masters that come in or is there a bigger team somewhere or is it anybody that can make it comes in? How does, how does that kind of work? Well, service masters structured, they've got, I believe it's around 11, uh, SRMs, which are the really large, I've seen that logo companies. Yeah, and then they've got uh, now. I think there's about seventy uh, CRTs, which are commercial recovery team members. I haven't seen that. Okay, and that's what we are. And okay, <clears throat> the commercial recovery teams. We are obligated to handle claims, commercial claims, within a two hundred and fifty mile radius. And so okay. basically everybody's kind of overlapping. Okay. And uh, so they're designed for the SRMs to do the really big jobs. The CRTs basically handle half a million dollar claims. Okay. And, I mean, you know, if you try to throw a number on it, that's kind of what that's like. Right. And then you have your QRV franchises, which are your typical uh, carpet cleaning and residential uh disaster franchises okay and they've got the clean side which do the carpet cleaning and the janitorial and so forth so now so service master obviously they're branching out and doing a lot of different services are they still trying to bring in new services on a large scale there's absolutely i mean they 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 really want to be the go-to person i mean they far as service master i mean they have well, the name the name is Service Master, so you, yeah. you should be really good at it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you should be masters at service. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what you Absolutely. should do. Absolutely, I mean, service is what it is. <laughs> no, that's that is. I I like. I mean, a lot of the service masters that I've worked with just recently and in the past. I mean, it's it's a a good group of people, and is it's such a coincidence for me. Um, I was just with Chris Jeter. First time I, I met him, I'm, I've seen him online a couple of times. Um, but Chris Jeter, he's not that far away, right? Like he's 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 uh, ninety miles from San Angelo from us. So I mean, he's he's an hour and a half. He's an hour and a half from here. So I just met him a couple of weeks ago. Great guy, liked him a lot. I'm coming down here to do training with you, but then I'm also running up to Michael Alberts. He's got the Service Master of Wichita Falls, right? Um, which is, was it about three hours? I think it's about three hours from here. I'm not sure exactly, but... Somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere in there. But, yes, yeah, it's interesting that the the service masters that I'm working with right now are all, just like, basically located. At the, like you guys all know each other, and, and we're all well, in Texas. Well, Michael 
and Chris and us were all CRTs. Okay. So the CRTs kind of worked together, I mean, on the larger claims and uh, the QRVs. There will be some locations, but it typically San Antonio, uh, Dallas, a lot of those will have QRVs or, or businesses that are not CRT. They're not commercial they're not big, and I mean, and I don't mean that they're not big enough to do a commercial job, but sure. they work on them, and, right? But well, no, what I was thinking is that I need to have a talk with my marketing team because it seems like we're focusing on West Texas really hard <laughs> right now. <laughs> Service Master West Texas, like that's the only thing GMS is being pushed to. Well, that's because they have places to hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I say I don't mind coming down here. Well, with and with that, um, we're kind of getting into prime time for for hogs, aren't we? Yeah, I probably hope so. As far as, as nocturnal as they are, it's ten o'clock. So yeah, they're probably we may want to start taking a little closer look. We might we might want to take a break from this uh, from this podcast and go ahead and wrap this up and do what we came out here to do tonight, which is hunt some hogs. There we go. See if something see if something shows up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Well, before we before we wrap this up and shut it down, um, you know, kind of want to leave it up to you guys to give a final thought. Anything that you guys want to want to say or talk about? And we talked about uh, some business. Um, you know, the Bob, how you've grown your business to where it is now, and and Justin, how you've come come up with through a family business, and now you know you're kind of doing doing your thing with the firefighter, but. Um, you know, before we shut it down, open it up to you guys. Any final thoughts? Well, we got to give kudos to Kevin. I mean, Kevin is the one that's at the office. He's the one that's covering for us so we can hide at the place. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to meet Kevin tomorrow. <laughs> and you'll meet Kevin and you'll meet Adam and you'll meet the other Jesse Kevin. and K2. So you'll, you'll get to meet oh, those K2 guys. is the other Kevin. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. Okay. He's yeah. Ke- Kevin number two. He's Kevin the number two. I, know, I don't think you should call him K2, but <laughs> I was, no, I was. it, it kind of worked into that, I <laughs> yeah. guess. So those, uh, Yeah, those guys, you know, they do a great job. So I want to follow up on that and say say that those guys are obviously very appreciated, and uh, and I think that says a lot about you too. Also, that that you can recognize that and you understand that you know you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with, and and they can only be as successful as you allow them to be. So absolutely. So that's uh you know kudos to you guys too for for being able to recognize that and and it sounds like you guys have grown a a good team. A lot of people have stayed with you guys for a while, yeah. and. Uh, and are still there. And yeah, I just, I, yeah, I love, I love hearing the success stories. I love hearing, you know, Bob coming up from, from 25 years ago and basically working his ass off for 10 years <laughs> until he could get out of the truck and, and continued to grow it until, until now you got the freedom to sit with me on the GMS podcast in the place at 10 o'clock at night on a, on a Thursday. There you go. That's it. Well, we appreciate you coming out, and uh, I'm looking forward to the training. I hope we can get some good some good knowledge and uh, just will make us that much uh, more comfortable as far as when we do get these big claims and big jobs, yeah. everybody will be able to step up and, and handle it without there being that, what are we doing, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Well, and that's, and that's my goal. You know, that's my goal with you guys is to – you know, let me let me take care of the electrical side. Let me kind of figure that out for you. Um, train you guys on it. Teach you guys how to do it. Because yeah, last thing I want you guys to do is is walk in and not not know what's going on. Freak out about something. That's not what we need. We just yeah. need to uh, 
get the system, get it, get trained on it, and uh, I'm going to make it as easy as possible for you guys to to be successful. Plug and play. That's what Plug I want. Plug and play. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I really appreciate it. We're going to go ahead and shut it down now. Uh, to everyone listening, thanks for sticking it out this long and uh, and broadcasting from the Place Studios. Guys, have a good day.